Hey, right here at the top, I just want to tell you that my fourth and final Yellowstone performance is up on YouTube, and I would love it if you checked that out. There's a link in the show description. Hello, my name is Tim Held, and welcome back to Podular Modcast. This track that you hear right now is called Too Late. It's by Dark Sparkler, off of his new album, Are You Working With Me or Against Me? It's out on vinyl right now. There's a link in the show notes. Um, I love this whole album. It's made on Kyle's Bukla. Kyle is, of course, Dark Sparkler and the co-host of the Source of Uncertainty podcast, the Bukla podcast for you. Get it? With Robert Standifer. Uh, Kyle's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you all know about this new album. And I just, I love this track so much. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to top stalking. I'm going to stop talking for a moment and let you enjoy this here right at the top of the show. So please show Kyle some love and go check out this album. Once again, that is the track Too Late by Dark Sparkler off of the album Are You Working With Me or Against Me? Out on vinyl right now. Link in the show notes. 
thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for coming back to Pause Your Own Modcast, and thank you to Needham Woodworks for your continued support of the show. You got to go check out these new cases; they're amazing. Also, go to check out Patchworks. It's that time of year where you're going to see all sorts of cool uh, sales. So uh, head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. Maybe you can check out uh, that new uh, that new percussion interface and the percussion interface expander from 4MS. That's probably over there at that web shop. They carry 4MS. They carry WMD. They carry Schlappy Engineering. They carry Recovery Effects, After Later Audio. Speaking of which, I'm having a lot of fun. I've got two Benjolins now. The After Later Audio Benjolin is uh, kind of taking the world by storm. They also have uh, a couple new variations of Peaks out, Baker and Rainier, and then the Bog, which is uh, a modified version of the Erica Synth Wogglebug. So please check out AfterLaterAudio.com. All right, Kyle, take us into the intro song. Just take us in for that nice landing into the pod mod intro song. let's get into it this week we have robert and carson from tangible waves on the show if you're not familiar with tangible waves they are the creators of the ae modular system which is a whole new format and i'm just so excited to share it with you because uh i'm 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 really into what they're doing they uh super nice guys uh really interesting modules an interesting format and an interesting philosophy and a story as to how that all got started but um why would i tell you all about this when that's what the whole interview coming up is about so we're going to get into that momentarily but first i want to do a quick little demo of the harmonic shift oscillator from new systems instruments so I introduced you to the Harmonic Shift Oscillator a few weeks ago. If you're unfamiliar, um, go check out some of those original demos or head over to their website to get more um, familiar with this. But uh, for this demo, I don't want to do a lot of talking. I just want to kind of show you uh, some of the, the sounds that you can get coming out of this with some really basic CV inputs. I'm basically using three different LFOs into the three CV inputs. The, um, the, the stride, the level, and then the uh, there's a frequency input for the FM, um, which I'm gonna fade in and out. But other than that, it's pretty simple. I've got one output going into a VCA uh, that's being controlled by a simple envelope, and then one output is going into the Alter, which is a filter from Ritual Electronics that I'm gonna start demoing soon, but I thought I would give you just a little preview on, super fun filter. Um, but yeah, I've already talked too much. I just want you to sit back and listen to the awesome sounds that the harmonic shift oscillator from new systems instruments can make. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, I really love this oscillator. Please go check them out. New Systems Instruments. Um, there is a link in the show description. Also, check out uh, Ritual Electronics Alter. Like I said, I'm going to be demoing some of uh, their stuff here coming up soon. Um, but yeah, these two worked really well together. Once again, the Harmonic Shift Oscillator from New Systems Instruments. All right, let's get into this chat with Tangible Waves. Robert and Carson, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Tim, for thank having you us. Yeah, absolutely. This is the first time I've done... Well, no, I, I, did, I, I, did, uh, I did a chat with, with four other people on Zoom for one of these, but they were all in California. This is the first time we, we've, I've had multiple guests on different continents um, and different days <laughs> oh, even. Wow. Carson, it's, it's tomorrow for you. So thank you for waking up really early. And Robert, thank you for staying up late um, to make this work. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so I think I was turned on to the A modular system from Tangible Waves. That's who we're talking to, by the way, is Tangible Waves. Um, from uh, past guest Black Moth, Jack was uh, singing so many praises for your system. And I, I, I had seen it. Um, but you know, a lot of stuff comes across my Instagram feed and whatnot. And, and he was, he was talking so highly of it. I went and checked it out and it just, it's really blown me away for a lot of reasons. And I think, um, since I've recently listened to, uh, the Bandcamp album, the volume two of, uh, either waves, um, either waves, yes. either waves. Yeah. I've just totally blown away it's all, what great musicians for one um great tracks and they're all made with the the a modular system and we're going to get to all of this stuff i'm just kind of setting it up but to start i'd like to see i'd like to hear like why why this new format i know there's some very very specific reasons and then how you two started working together on this um yeah. So, 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 why a new, why a new modular format? What was the, what was the um, impetus for this? And could you just kind of walk us through what this format is and how it's different from Eurorack or Five U? Yeah, I think this. Uh, I'm the the best to answer this question. Um, yeah, why a new format? Mm. It wasn't so much that I planned planned to establish a new modular format. Mm -hmm. It. it came out of, of playing with stuff and I personally have a taste for, for small and, and tiny things and um, I found Eurorack is, is quite for, for my taste quite huge in size if you mm -hmm. have a bunch of modules it, it tends to take a lot of space and the, the most important inspiration for the format was um, uh, a Volca, uh, a Volca drum. Uh, what's the name? Uh, there's beats. Uh, uh, this this Volca beats. Uh, yeah, uh, Volca beats. I, I I bought one and uh, I had I was working with some uh, software synths at at this time, mostly software synths, and thought also oh, a hardware drum machine could be a nice addition. And one day I was sitting in front of it and was looking at this uh, rows of knobs for each instrument. For example, uh, three knobs for, for, for the kick. So this was a small column with these three knobs. And 
at the same time, I was uh, started working with Arduino stuff, uh, programming uh, things with it. Uh, from this, I, I knew this, this small uh, breadboard wires for, for, for prototyping electronics and, and hooking up other parts to, to make some circuits. And, uh, and in one second, all this came together in my mind. I thought, okay, I have this row of three knobs. Uh, if I extend it with one more knob, I get a row of four and put on top, left and right, two rows of these small sockets I knew from Arduino. This could make a module. I had no plans to, to make a modulus. <laughs> it just came to my mind. And then I took a piece of paper, drawing it, sketching it up, and found, okay, it's a size of 10 centimeters high and two and a half centimeters wide. Could be a nice size. There is enough space for the, the components. So this could be a, a nice format for modules. And, and I, I, I simply tried, tried to do it. Mm -hmm. I started making a first module on it. Yeah, I, I must go a, a bit further. Uh, no, not further, a bit more uh, before this. I didn't start it with a classic modular synth. The first idea was to make something like this Lonetta-style synths. Mm -hmm. You know about this Lonetta I'm not stuff? sure. It doesn't sound too familiar. It's, it's a kind of um, synth that is built around this CMOS uh, digital logic chips. Okay. They're very cheap, mm -hmm. and you can make very simple oscillators and counters and all this stuff. It, it sounds very digital because it's, it's digital logic chips. But there was a, a guy named Stanley Lonetta. You can find a lot uh, in the web about him. And... I found this concept quite uh, quite uh, nice with these cheap chips to, to make something sounding. And I thought this, this format first for this kind of, of modules, if you want to name it like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, this, this was the beginning and I started to make a few of these modules and very quickly I was at the point where I found it, um, yeah, there, there, there was the wish, okay, now I want a filter and now I want <laughs> a real VCA. So getting step by step more in the, in the regular analog uh, synth domain and, mm -hmm. and so the things uh, developed. So one, what one what were you other. doing before this? Were you were you working for for the listener? Were you were you designing other types of instruments or or and like were you were you selling stuff? Did you have a, was tangible waves doing something before a modular? No, uh, tangible waves was founded for this uh, e modular okay. uh, project. Uh, before I was working for about twenty years in the. IT business, I did a lot of IT support and software development. This was my main job. Okay. And But my first contact with Synths was much earlier, at the age of, I think I started at the age of 16, 17. Uh, I started uh, first, uh, I, I got my first contact with electronic music. Okay. Ba basically, it started with my father 
who built an electronic organ at this time. He was an engineer too, but he was yeah, a bit older at, at these days and he had the wish to, to make something more creative, make music. And uh, an electronic instrument was a, a good... Um, yeah, a good bridge between his engineer life and, and, and his creative side. Mm -hmm. And there was a German company who uh, sold kits for electronic organs. So he bought the kit and we soldered them together and built it and finally it was finished. I, I also started playing, but very soon, I, for me, it was the much more interesting part much more than playing songs, was uh, discover sounds. Mm -hmm. And the organ had several registers where you could get different timbres, but um, very soon this was not sufficient for me, and I was, I was asking for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had no idea about synthesizers. And at this time... I don't know why, maybe a friend has told me about it. Yeah, there is something that is called synthesizer and that this could be the thing you you want. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. You must remember that this were the pre-internet uh, yeah. days. There, there was, I can't imagine it today, there, there was no source of information, nothing. Mm -hmm. You had to find books. Um, at these days, there was a German electronics magazine uh, that published a, a series for a modular synth that, that, that came that popped up in this in these days and it was um, it was completely all information for a basic modular synth and of course I had to, to build this one mm -hmm. and I started to, to make this yeah and starting with this I made several other stuff I started to make some own designs and yeah it was I did this for some years. Okay, but it so was just—it was just fun. So for 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 a long time, it's been if like a hobby and just kind of like a, um, you know, something that you were interested in pursuing, and then just re, you know recently with a modulars when you decided like, okay, I, I have something special that I want I want to share with other people. Oh, could you repeat the question? I, I didn't got it right. <laughs> oh no, that's all right. I was uh, I was just uh, just kind of recapping what you said. So you know you've been into this stuff for a really long time. Um, so you have a lot of experience with it, but just the 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 commercial side of it, the business side of it, is is relatively new. But you've been you've been building and designing for for a while. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, as I said, at the age of, of uh, 18, 20, uh, I was designing a lot, but, but it was a pure hobby thing. Yeah. And uh, I also discovered in these electronic magazines uh, an announcement, a very small three lines um, advertisement of a company named Döpfer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw, oh, it's, it's, it's in my city. I, I'm, I'm born in Munich and Döpfer was also in Munich in these days. And this was also exciting, so I, I called him and visited him. It, it must have been the, the first one or two years where, where he started to, to make stuff. And yeah, uh, I also made some, I think, two, two products I, I assisted with, with development. It oh, was a, cool. a, a drum to MIDI converter then, and I, I made some, some stuff for him. Okay. 
Yeah, and uh, this was the only commercial thing at uh, at this time. Mm -hmm. But one day, I think at the age of 20, uh, let's say 25 around, I, I suddenly lost interest in all this electronic stuff. It was a kind of uh, crisis with all technical stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It, it, it just, just appeared. and I, I, I put it everything away. And... and, and lost complete any contact with any electronic music for about yeah 30 years almost 30 years okay so you get back into it you're kind of, you get uh that must have been pretty fun to get back into it and to to see the how much of a technological adva advancement had happened in that 25 years was that was that kind of interesting to come back and be like you know you're talking about Arduino that must have been pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, this was totally mind blowing. Yeah. It was. I, 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 it was. I, I almost cannot describe it, because in these days, uh, in the past days, there was only analog technique. The digital stuff started to appear. I, I heard about Fairlight, the sampling technology, which was somewhere in, in the clouds, not reachable for any <laughs> uh, normal uh, being. Um, uh, the, it started, uh, the DX7 came out, and I couldn't afford it as a poor student. I only got a DX9, but it was nice to, to explore this FM synthesis. And... But, for example, I was always dreaming of a digital delay. Uh, no, not a delay, a reverb. Mm -hmm. Reverb, I was a big fan of reverb. And affordable in this days was only a spring reverb. And for me, this was not a real reverb. Mm -hmm. I wanted a really huge sound. Yeah. Of course, there was studio equipment, lexicon and this stuff started to come up. But, of course, thousands of... of marks in, in yeah. these days yeah, yeah and that then was this break of a uh, quarter of a century and then i woke <laughs> up in, a, in another era <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah fun. you must imagine <laughs> I, I discovered okay now everything is done in the computer i can put some software in, on it i have vst plugins i have everything i have as much reverb as i like all is free almost uh, and I was really blown away. I, uh, I tried hundreds of plugins and stuff, mm -hmm. and yeah, it was uh, at first totally amazing. So I'm wondering how much that had, how much did that influence your desire to want to create a whole line of products and a company? Was like, was the the this newfound uh, ease of design with computers and and the digital age was that something that you know? made you feel like, hey, I could, I could do this. I could do a lot more and, and design a lot of different things. Yeah, indeed. Because I felt now I have the possibilities to create stuff, all the stuff I was dreaming 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, making your own PCBs was not possible for a hobbyist. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was possible as a simple one-layer boards. You had to uh, to etch this this and copper you have to use acid was, and like to yeah, etch them. acid. <laughs> it, it was a real mess, and it was only one layer, and you had no double-layer PCBs. And uh, and now I, I found okay, I can have for a few dollars, I can get a, a professional 
double layer PCB. And I, I, I couldn't help. I, I had to, to do this. Okay. So I'm curious. It's so you, you fulfilling the dream I, I had in the past. Right. So you design a few modules, like you've designed a few modules and I, and I know something else that's, so you've already mentioned that the, the size of the format is something that was appealing to you, but also I know from talking with you both, um, you know, a few weeks ago that, that the, the price of entry to modular is something that you wanted to try to work with, you know, make it more affordable for people to get started. Um, how much of a aspect of, or how much was, was that part of your motivation of starting Tangible Ways? Yeah, indeed, it was also a motivation because uh, looking at the, the modules or looking at, uh, at the components you need for a, for a module and, and at the material costs, I was thinking, okay, I have a handful of components. They cost, uh, cost uh, let's say, three or five bucks and and how can i make all this around to make a module out of these parts as simple as possible mm-hmm. uh, this was my my approach it's it's a kind of personal style also it was absolutely not thought from a commercial aspect it was just a, a personal motivation to to okay. keep things simple and and uh, and and yeah like like this and uh, in this time i got access to a laser cutting machine which was also great a great help for uh, making front panels for examples and if you have a pcb in the front panel yeah you you have you have a module almost done you have everything uh, that you need for a module and yeah and of course this was um, um uh, an important point later when it came to the commercial aspect. Looking at the the, the shop on your website, you can get um, you know a two row system, full system, not just not a not a voice, but a full system for probably around five hundred American dollars. It's four hundred thirty five euros, and that won't get you very far in the euro rack world. Um, and I feel like you know a thousand dollars will get you a very very basic voice. In modular, like with Eurorack or Five U, and but it's kind of a, a bleep bloop system. You're not <laughs> you're not going to be able to make um, you know really robust tracks with that. So I, it's it's about I would say it's about a quarter of the the cost of entry. So that's just great. And and you know again going back to the album, talking about it, you can make some very very serious and and well well made music on this. So. That's just that's just amazing. Um, I'm wondering where Carson comes into the picture. Mm, uh, well, um, <laughs> if, if 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 I may, I um, I was always into electronic music. Even as a teenager, I listened to Tangerine Dream and uh, you know Jean Michel Jarre and mm-hmm. all of that and so on. And I always wanted a synth, but my parents said, well. I always wanted a DX7 at the time was just coming out and was just mind-blowing. I wanted one of those. But my parents uh, were adamant that in order to get a synth, I needed to learn the piano. Mm. And I, I lived in a high-rise, so a piano wasn't actually a thing that you could have in those <laughs> apartments. 
uh, in Berlin, in Germany at the time. And uh, so I never actually learned the piano and I never got a synth. Uh, I had to learn the guitar instead and I, you know, I, I wasn't really good at it. And as soon as I had my first home computer, the guitar thing was over anyway. But I guess my love for electronic music was always there and I always wanted to play um, music as well. But I'm just not very diligent in practicing. And everything <laughs> that you practice just uh, completely turned me off. And um, so I never really got to play or make any music ever in my whole life. And I think... Um, It was in 2014 when the uh, documentary I Dream of Wires mm -hmm. came out that I uh, got really back into this thing. I thought like, wow, I, I never even knew about all this modular stuff. This sounds amazing. And the, all the cables and the knobs just completely turned me on. But I had no money, right? I had just started, uh, uh, founded a startup. I live in a very small uh, rural town in Australia now. Um, and I really was had no money. So I was looking for ways to get into modular without breaking the bank. So I looked at a DIY, uh, like um, there was the website Music from Outer Space mm -hmm. uh, that showed how to do that. But again, I, I'm not a hardware guy, I'm a software developer. Um, and just in 2016, I, I got a few people together in my little town that were all into, that shared the same, same interest. And we started the Bega Synth Club. And the idea was to build, DIY build a synth. And we started with kits from um, uh, a company here in, in, in Australia that sells Serge, Eurex Serge kits. And we started building those. But again, you know, as you said, $1,000 was the investment, um, Australian dollars, to get like five modules mm -hmm. that you had to build yourself, right? And uh, that took a, a long time. I had to learn how to solder and all that. And then I did a wrong rewiring and it, everything blew up again. Yeah. <laughs> and there was with all my investment, nothing to show for, not even beep, bleeps and bloops. I, I had an envelope. That was all that was left. Oh, really. no. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that's when I discovered, I think in 2018, I discovered the A-Modular on, on uh, Synthtopia. I think there was a, an article about um, the Kickstarter. And I looked at it and I thought, this is really cool. It's cheap. Um, it's small. I, I have a very small house. Uh, we live in, a, um, a, in, a, in a, a straw bale home that is basically just, you know, uh, uh, one, one big room and we are a family of four. So I have only a tiny corner. To, to, to have any of my stuff. So small was great. Um, so I looked at that and I thought, I need to find more about it. And there was nothing. There were a few videos on YouTube, maybe five. There was no, no community around it. And I thought, I, I, this, is, this, is, this is revolutionary. Why aren't people talking about this? Why isn't more about this? Why isn't there a marketing campaign? What's going on there? <laughs> so um, I, I, I contacted Robert. Uh, I thought, you know, um, um, I just called him up one night <laughs> um, and said, Robert, uh, I really love your stuff, but, you know, there's nothing there. Can I help you? Um, because here in, in my area, I, I started a small software startup and um, we are the only IT business in about... Um, a 300 kilometer radius. Oh, wow. And everything around us is about tourism, the beaches, 
and uh, uh, farming and uh, you know that's basically it mm -hmm. and um, so my business partner and I started a um, kind of a, a, a revolution to get people into IT and tech so we did startup camps and hackathons and uh, we do community events just to get people interested in things so I do a lot of community building apart from my business so I thought I can build a community around the system because it's awesome and people should talk about it more so that's how my collaboration with Robert uh, started and I just um, uh, told him look let's build a community around this I'm pretty sure we can get you know more people talking about this and getting this bigger and that's I think in July 2018 we started the forum um, uh, I also as you know business person I, I, I know how to um, uh, delegate work <laughs> so I uh, enlisted uh, the Tuesday Night Machines uh, Felix uh, who has a big YouTube channel and uh, the um, Mark Harris the techno bear who has done uh, some really cool stuff in other forums as well and asked them if they would join me in this forum and um, seed it with content and, and be moderators and they, they, they did a fantastic job so the three of us then just started that and it just kind of rolled from there and then it just got bigger and bigger and Robert started developing more and more modules. I think at one stage uh, uh, we, uh, he brought out 10 new modules in one fell swoop, <laughs> which was mind-blowing, you know, how can this happen? And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of developed a kind of a, a, a good relationship with Robert through this and I'm basically his voice on, on the web and um, getting people excited about this. And Robert just keeps delivering new modules and churning out, uh, doing the hard work of delivering the systems. And I think that's, that's a good, that's, good relationship. So that's so important. I was just, um, I was hanging out with, uh, or I was talking with Lenny and Clarissa from After Later Audio. They're friends of mine here in, in Seattle. And, you know, they're a two-person team running a, a modular company. And... You know, and then I have my friend Abe from AI Synthesis, who's one person, one person running a modular company. So he has to do every job for the company, and he, you know, he he laments the fact that he doesn't have enough time to do the design. But with Lenny and Clarissa, you know, Clarissa handles, you know, tech support, building, shipping, you know, that kind of stuff, and it can leave Lenny to just work on the design. And it sounds like you guys have a very similar. Um, workflow and I just think that's that's so, that's so cool to be able to keep the the developer's mind kind of in that headspace and you're not having to to jump back and forth I think Abe from AI likes it because he's he's good at his whole thing's education I think he likes being the voice of the company um, but yeah it sounds like in your guys's situation that really works out um, so yeah that's that's awesome it must be a lot of fun yeah it, it, it's a really a lot of fun and it, it was so happy to, to get Carsten on uh, on the boat here because all this marketing and social media stuff is absolutely not uh, not my thing. I, I'm not good at that, uh, I must admit. I, I am not either. Yeah. <laughs> I need a Carsten for the podcast. Yeah, I can say absolutely without Carsten, I wouldn't not be half the way where it is now uh, when when he wouldn't put all his effort in this, it was so amazing. All this community uh, that has built over the last years, it's amazing. It's totally amazing. If I see the forum, 
hundreds of posts of interesting discussions. I, I cannot follow everything. It's, it's not possible. Yeah. That's um, awesome. But it's really awesome. Yeah. So it started so, as a so Kickstarter uh, or go ahead, Carson. Uh, sorry, I just, just wanted to, you know, uh, just uh, really um, talk, but we can do this later, about the community. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's the people in there that make that happen, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really hands-off facilitating, and it's, it's really, uh, I think this format has attracted an uh, amazing cast of, of people that are active, that have, some of them have done music for 30 years. And they discovered this format and they just pour their um, incredible knowledge into this forum. And we all learn from this, which is, which is really amazing. And, you know, when I did uh, this album, there was a lot of help from other people. Uh, Jack, actually from Black Moth, mm -hmm. um, he did the cover for that's, the album. That's actually. awesome. So, and uh, I, I think this, this is really cool. You know, you have this knowledge and the wisdom in, in the community that you can draw on. And I always try to um, get everyone involved and uh, lift people up that are new and I encourage them. I make videos right on my channel on the fifth vault and I have never made music before. So I just started last year. So all my videos are very raw. <laughs> They're you know, sometimes not very musical. And I go like, well, you know, if I can do it, Everyone can. Anyone can do it. You know, it's it's like there's nothing to it. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to study music or anything like that. Just be a little bit brave and and just jump out there. So, um, and a lot of people doing this, and that's why you get this wealth of 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 stuff coming out of the community. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, the com community seems to be just the through line of of the modular community, at, uh, you know, at large. Um, which is which I love, and it's it's cool to see. You know, there's Buchla communities and search communities, uh, Eurorack, and it's cool. It must feel so good to be able to like have your own little, your you know, um, like sub niche within this sub niche of an already pretty niche <laughs> section of music. <laughs> That's how I feel doing this for this podcast. It's uh, but but I feel like when you the the more specific things like this get, um, I feel like you get the, the, the enthusiasm for it increases the more of like the more sub niche it gets. Cause I think people like feeling like they're part of something that's maybe not exclusive, but that they, that, Hey, I got, it's my, I got a secret. This is my thing. This is my cool thing. And it's not, you know, it's not the, the, the mainstream thing. And, and I feel like, um, that just that, that makes for really fun communities because everybody is just so enthusiastic and and I feel like just across the modular community, you know, the greater modular community, just so supportive and everything. Um, so I imagine it's it's pretty. I mean, with the album, it has to be that way. I mean, I'm looking at these these two albums that you've put out. Um, you know, 26 tracks on the last one. You know, 26 different yes. artists. Um, you know, since we're talking about it, I want to get to talk about some of the specifics about the actual system. But since we're on the community side of it, like, can you talk about how, what, how did those albums come about? Were, like, was it your guys' idea? Was it something that people were submitting enough songs? They're like, hey, we should do this. Um, and just for the listener, there, there are two compilation albums on Bandcamp now that are all tracks made completely with A modular systems. Well, I think the idea came from people on the forum. Uh, we have a sub-forum called Music and Performances, uh, where people post their tracks. Um, 
you know, um, Total Beginners post their very first. Um, this is I just I just hooked up the system, and these are my first sounds. <laughs> and you hear some some bleeps and bloops, and um, and and then uh, there are people that are very accomplished musicians, and they say, well, this is a track that I did over the last three weeks, and you go like, wow. This is awesome. I can never do anything like this, but it's awesome that my little system can do this kind of stuff because I get only bleeps and bloops out of it. So <laughs> um, uh, we amassed like you know hundreds of these um, um, uh, songs, and also on YouTube. You know, when when I discovered the system, there were five uh, videos out there, and now probably a new video gets released every other day. Mm -hmm. So it's it's thousands now, and. Um, Uh, so someone said, let's do a compilation album. And we're like, okay, because, you know, um, improv, uh, I'm, I've trained some improv in my youth. I go like, yes. <laughs> and um, uh, so we, we, we did this album and um, there's a, a guy in the community, um, Andy, uh, who had a band called Kubelschnitt in, 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 the, in the past. And he's very, very good at mastering stuff. And he turns out a Bandcamp album every week. <laughs> so he's like an old hand. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll do the mastering because I, I don't know, compressor, limiter, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea uh -huh. what all that means. I don't even hear the difference, I must be honest. <laughs> so, um, so, so he did that. And, uh, and, and, and Felix from The Night Machines did a fantastic uh, trailer and teaser uh, video for it. And he, I think his reach is about 25,000 Uh, followers on YouTube, so that was immediately a wide reach. And then people just did their tracks. And um, after the first album, people kind of uh, were excited about this and wanted to do more, and they've been in my ear for a long time. And then as I said, well, well let's do it again. And um, now, and the last first album, we allowed all kinds of instruments. Uh, so, you know, there were other um, Volker beats uh, doing the drums and there, there may, may have been a, uh, a micro freak doing some pads or things like that. But this album, we said, no, 100% AE. You can sequence outboard, you can have maybe an effect outboard, but every voice has to come only from the AE modular. And um, I think that worked out very, very well. Oh, I was listening to it um, the other day, you know, in headphones, and I was really, really getting into it and just thinking, like, this is, I kept stopping to see who's this artist, who's this artist. And then by the end, you know, by 15 tracks into it, I was, I was like, well, I'm doing this with every artist. I have a lot of work to do to look these people up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, um, I, I think the thing that stood out the most to me was how surprisingly big and fat the oscillator sounded in a lot of the bass lines. It sounds like these things get, you know, chest rumbling, um, which, yeah, just really, really great sound. And, and the fact that there are effects in it, you know, that's another thing I want to point out is, um, you know, getting into a, a modular system for, for under a thousand dollars, you haven't even got to effects yet, you know? Mm. And the fact that this is built, you know, you have those options in this system, um, it makes it possible to make something like a full album made with just this system. You know, there, you're not plug, you're not having to use plugins or guitar pedals or, you know, somehow getting your sound to Eurorack or something. So I just, I feel like that's a, a whole other side of the appeal of, um, of the system. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to this and you're one of those artists on that album, like 
thumbs up. That was, that was really great. Um, is that something you plan to do more of? Is it it's something you maybe once a year, twice a year, or do you have a plan for, for more albums or? Definitely. Uh, I think this, this turned out, you know, it was a slow start. I think I gave people a, a two and a half months deadline or, or time frame to come up with their tracks. And I didn't get most of the tracks until in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I, I was a bit sitting there with two tracks, you know, in, in, and of four or five tracks and then only a week to go and go like, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> this is horrible. But then just things just poured in in the last week and I go like, wow, okay. And the enthusiasm was there. The quality was there. And what we also do, and which I have to mention, is that all the sales and the proceeds of that album sales are going to a charity or a nonprofit organization. And this year I was looking around, I really wanted to support musicians mm -hmm. this time as because I thought musicians and artists are, are like one of the most hit uh, se uh, uh, um, uh, sectors in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to, to give that and, and people were fine with that. So I found a, 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 an organization called Musicians Without Borders. Mm. And when I found them just kind of, again, my... my, my that was so inspiring to see what they are doing. They are um, encouraging, they, they have projects in Rwanda, in the Kosovo, in Palestine, oh, wow. in Ireland, in war-torn communities that have the trauma of war and, and, and the struggle. And they are using music programs uh, with child, school children and adults, uh, making the adults leaders and teachers and uh, uh, teaching kids music and doing this music work to overcome this trauma and to make them lead better lives and make better decisions and all that. And I love this idea. Mm. And this added another dimension to this whole project <laughs> where I go like, yeah, man, I want to do this again because this is awesome. That's so cool. Well, that's, that's a, that's a, cause that's always, that's always kind of, um, uh, you know, what, how, what do you do when you have a compilation album? What do you do with the funds? How do you, how do you split that 26 ways, you know, and how often, you know, with, with band campus, things trickle in. That's what I always do that too. If I release a compilation, any money will go towards some sort of charity. And that's, that's so, I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, glad that you found one that, that you liked and that was inspiring. Um, so yeah, listener, I'm going to put a link in the show description. Go, go pick up that album. Um, not only just to donate to charity, but to listen to some good music. Um, now, Robert, hearing this stuff, you know, hearing a full album after it's been mixed, you know, mastered and whatnot, made with just your system, like what, what was that experience like? It's a totally uh, incredible, undescribable uh, experience. I was blown away by it, totally. Uh, as I already told, it's uh, at several tracks, I was looking at the description, is this really 100% AE modular? It, it cannot be the, the case. But it was, <laughs> but it was. It, it, I was I'm, I'm speechless, really. I was speechless <laughs> after listening to it because... Yeah, it's it's for me. It's a wonderful um, confirmation that that the direction is, is the right one. It's really the system is maturing. It's it's possible to use it as a it's a full synth as a full instrument. And although I have uh, dozens of uh, other modules in my head that, that I want to make, but but even now it it has these huge capabilities. It's it's mm -hmm. really amazing. And, and and so so unique in every track. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just like to think about bringing that album back to you when you were working on that Arduino and being like, Hey, listen to this. Guess what? You know, (laughs) I love, I love thinking about situations like that. Um, so let's talk about some of, let's talk about the system here. Um, because one thing that I, I noticed right off the bat when I'm looking at the system is I think, I think when you see something that's like in the affordable, I don't want to say cheap. I want to say affordable cause it's not cheap. Um, I think th- there's something that happens in your brain where you think simple. Oh, well it must be really simple. You know, if it's, if it's, if it only costs this much and, and yeah, you have some of your, you have your basic building blocks in there, but you also have some really interesting modules that, that look like a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like, you have a cool beat divider, uh, you're, you know, your delay and, and all that. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to form a question as I say this out loud, but that was just something that struck me is, is like, Oh, it's not just, it's not just like a super stripped down system. Um, so I'm just wondering kind of like what, what was some of your inspiration when, once you started designing this system, were you looking at Eurorack stuff? Were you looking at Buchla surge or were you trying to fill gaps or were you just kind of letting your brain go on, you know, wild on these. It's mostly my own brain. Um, during the development of a modular, I was looking not almost no time. I was looking at Eurex stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I often thought I, I should do it a bit more. The last time I was uh, looking a bit more at Eurex stuff when when thinking about, for example, a new sequence. Uh, then I'm looking about concepts that are out there. But but mostly I have enough own ideas uh, that I can do my stuff. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, it, it, it's good to see what what others do and. And it's also the, the wonderful community where, where I can introduce new ideas and ask people, uh, is this uh, a good direction? Uh, do you have some ideas for it to make it better? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I like this. It's just my own. This is my, my own creativity that, that gets into this. Yeah, I think some, you know, I think looking at what exists to, uh, for me, like, if I'm going to, if I feel like I want to start working on an ambient album, I'm going to stop listening to ambient music for a while because mm-hmm. I don't want to soak that stuff up and have it, you know, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything from that. So I, I, I think I'm, I feel like maybe we're similar in that way when it comes to our creative process. And, and I just, yeah, I'm looking like this algo drone. That's just like a really cool, weird module, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, it just looks like they, they look like a lot of fun. Um, I did have one question, and I'm sure you get this all the time, um, but is there, is there a way to, and if not, is there a plan to make a way to interface it with other formats of, of modular? Mm, at the moment, you can interface it with your rack. Uh, mm-hmm. I also offer an adapter frame, uh, which takes up to 16 units of the AE modules and you can put this frame into Eurorack, uh, get this subsystem powered from the Eurorack power bus and via I have this I.O. module where you have four mini jack sockets with over voltage protection you can go in and out to Eurorack. The only limitation is that the whole AE system runs on uh, 5 volt single supply and Eurorack has plus minus 12 volts so if you uh, 
have high audio levels from Euric, for example, they, they get clipped. You have to to turn them down before. But th these are things you, you can do and several people do it and I, I never heard any problems or complaints about this. It seems to interact okay. quite quite nicely with, with Euric. Okay. Yeah, I was curious about that because I was thinking, you know, like I could see a lot of Eurorack users, like like that, like me looking at the beat divider and the Algo drone. I'm like, I want that in my, I want those in my case. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. This is absolutely no, no problem. Yeah, you can do this. Okay. So this company started as a Kickstarter. Is that? That's how you you got it off the ground. Yes, yes, this is correct. Um, I, I can tell the story. I started yeah. I started to to build this this modules. It, it was just a, a fun project for me, and it was in a in a uh, period of time where I just had finished um, a three year freelance project as a software quality uh, engineer, and this project was finished, and I had. Uh, f for my um, situation, I had earned uh, lots of money, really, a lot of money. And so I was thinking, okay, now I can take some time looking where where things go. And, yeah, and in this time I had started to, to build these modules. And also at this time I was running an Ableton user group uh, with a friend together from, from my town. And in this Ableton user group, uh, I, I showed this, this prototype modules. I think it was only an oscillator, a filter, and an envelope. Very, very simple, very basic. Yeah, and, and this friend and also the Ableton community, they were, I, I got a very good feedback. They were telling me, wow, this, this sounds good. You, you must make a Kickstarter campaign. It was not my idea. For mm -hmm. me, for me at this time, it was only a pure fun project. It sounds like you had a lot of really, really good hap like happenstance meetings with maybe some. <laughs> trying to think of a less uh, generic term of some guardian angels coming in and saying, "Hey, try this out," and and helping you along the way. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The, the, this whole story from from beginning up to now is 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 just it's it's beyond my 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 person. Things happen, and it, it's it's all like like a miracle, really. Mm -hmm. uh, it's that's it's, so cool. Yeah, totally cool. It's like um, if I heard similar stories in the past from other people, I was always wow, this is this is great. What this guy did, and wow, how this went, and and now I'm 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 I'm, I'm now I'm the the one who who is in this situation, and it's it's mm -hmm. simply. Incredible experience. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> I just, I just love this whole story, um, and I'm, I'm, I think, I think the, I'm, I'm hoping my listeners will, will get in on this community side of things. It's, uh, it seems, it, it just seems like, it seems like you got a good thing going over there. Um, and uh, wait, I didn't cut off your story, did I? Was there? I feel like I may have cut off your story. Ah, yeah, this was the the, the Kickstarter thing, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Kickstarter impulse came from this Ableton community and as I had time, uh, as I said before, I was looking into the Kickstarter stuff and uh, what, what you have to do, okay, you have to make a working prototype, which was not a problem because I was doing it anyway, 
and mm -hmm. then you have to make some videos and photos and description and I thought okay I, I can give this a try if, if it doesn't work it's no problem but it's it's worth to try it and, and of course I was I was reading all the success stories from Kickstarter how uh, projects uh, went went through the roof and Okay, um, nice stories, but if it works for me, let's see, let's see. Um, I didn't mm -hmm. expect it so much. And I, I know very well the, the day where I pressed the button to, to launch really the, the campaign. It was some day at the evening. There is this moment where you made this last mouse click, now publish the project. Uh -huh. So it was late in the evening. I was quite of exhausted and, and I felt very very empty and wow, is it, was it worth all this effort, all this video and photo stuff and uh, okay, yeah, it's, it's uh, now I did it, let's see, I, I went to bed and next morning I woke up and looking at, at my phone there was a, some message from Kickstarter, status update of my project and Okay, looking what's there. There was something written of 25%. What? 25% of what? Um, I, was, <laughs> uh, I was looking, uh, scrolling through the message, and yeah, this is my project. And it was 25% funded. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine this? That's good news to wake up to. Yeah, uh, they run for what a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, it it ran for a month, and I thought, okay, this mm, could uh, could work. And, uh -huh. and, and, the, and the next days was amazing. I was sitting always in front of the screen and, and looking the uh -huh. the new uh, uh, backings and communication with the backers was super nice. And uh, even in this uh, stage, a lot of um, good inspiration came in. For example, for this first version, the oscillators didn't even have had um, volt per octave control. Oh, really? They, they, were, they were only more like, uh, they had some kind of voltage control, but no, no standard. It was just, mm -hmm. for me, it was more like a, a analog uh, sound noise machine to get interesting samples, which you proceed later on in a... Mm -hmm. in a door and for me in this time it wasn't thought as a, as a, as a full-fledged modular synth just as an analog sound uh, analog hardware piece of gear to get this kind of sound for further processing so mm -hmm. and, and, and during the Kickstarter campaign people urged me to make wall per octave oscillators so I developed them during the campaign time and yeah, and some other suggestions, and it was was even uh, in this time great uh, the communication with the with all the backers, so, super nice. Yeah, that's one of the probably one of the benefits. Uh, it may even get overwhelming at times, but one of the benefits of having such a, a strong community is you you get some pretty good uh, idea of what 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 they'd like to see from it, you know, and what what should what should come next. Um, so how much how much of uh, how much is it, does the community involvement shape what's coming next as far as products go? Hmm. <laughs> I, this is a good question. I have a feeling that 
that I make the modules I I like to make. It's yeah. I, I have no plan. It's it's. Uh, I'm working very chaotic somehow. <laughs> that, uh, it might happen that someday I, I start to to work on a new module because it comes to my mind and I, I feel the urge to, to do it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's it's done half the way, then I put it aside and uh, because something other gets in front of it and I pick it up later. It's, 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 it's very chaotic. The, That's the, exactly how I work creatively, <laughs> whether it's anything for the podcast, a video or a, a song or whatever. It's always whatever pops into my head. That that becomes that's what I'm focused on. Um, so I, I really admire that, I, and I think I think uh, yeah, it, it leads to good results. So um, uh, if, if 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 I may, mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the uh, biggest um, improvements and inventions of the system came from I think the biggest criticism that people had on the forum and in other um, um, publications. And that was the little patch wires. Oh, yes. You know, when you hear about, oh, you use those breadboard wires, everyone goes like, oh, these are shit. They, they, <laughs> they, fell, they fall out, uh, they break off, and they're really fiddly, and they don't really have good connections. And that was really something that was an, a real issue in the first yes. uh, iteration of the system. Yes. And there was a lot of pushback. People sold their systems because of that. And I think that's where... Um, uh, Robert really went uh, to, to, in, you know, to kind of overcome this issue. And what we have now is we have machine pin headers, uh, which you know, are really, really exact. And then Robert went to a lot of lengths, I think, to find a different type of cable that is still a, 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 a breadboard cable, but it now has a machined head. So the machine pin fits perfectly into the sockets okay. and uh, makes a, a 100% connection every single time. It feels amazing. The cables are no longer uh, stiff. They are really wobbly. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's like, it's like the experience on, the mod- on, a, on a Eurac modular where you have really a satisfying uh, a proper cable in your hand. Mm-hmm. It's like with these new cables that, that Robert invented. And I think this is something that is unique, very unique. There are many breadboard wire synths mm. out there, even the Korg Volker modular. Which which I love, um, but it also uses just the standard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wires. there is this super cheap um, breadboard stuff you can buy, and and at the beginning I was really looking for the for the most uh, cheap. Uh, let, let's 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 uh, use this word: uh, the most cheap components to to get the price mm-hmm. low. And but but this turned out, especially this point, uh, it was too cheap. Uh, in the beginning yeah. for, for the first iteration and then I, I, I went to to these better cables uh, they are silicone now they are very flexible and they have this little thicker pins uh, gold plated and yeah they work really good now I'm, I'm super happy okay. yeah yeah because that was something I was that was the only thing that I would have been concerned about looking at it is because I, tr- I messed with a Volca once and I was like oh these are these are really really delicate um so uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I'm also curious. We're we're almost running out of time here. It goes way faster with two people to talk to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious, just what was that for the the Kickstarter setup? 
what were the modules? What like could you just run us quickly through what that what that system looked like? Yeah, uh, I offered for the Kickstarter campaign two sizes of standard systems. Um, the smaller one was um, a dual oscillator, a VCO, an LFO, a noise, um, one filter, an envelope generator, a dual VCA, and a delay. I think like this. And the bigger one was um, two different filters, two LFOs, um, uh, a trigger sequencer, the beat divider, so to have some some kind of sequencing stuff in it, also a logic module, and sample and holding mixer was included in, in both. So so the, the, okay. the, the very basic uh, modular synth modules. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, let's see. We are. Yeah, we're right at an hour almost here. Um, I want to make sure that we uh, we we didn't brush over anything. I'd like to give you guys the last word. Is there anything that we haven't covered yet that that you wanted to scream from the modular mountaintops? Um, no, I think we've we've gone over over most things. Uh, no, I, I just want to say that um, uh, I, I, I do I do have some kind of a glimpse of uh, the projects that that Robert is working on. Uh, sometimes I urge him to 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 let me know what's your time frame, and <laughs> so I'm trying to get a little bit of order into this uh, uh, chaotic process. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, uh, indeed. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> So uh, I, I can just say that there are many, many, many more modules in, 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 in the making and it's just uh, in, incredible. Uh, so, you know, we are, I think we are over 50 modules on, on, the, on the web shop now wow. and uh, there's no end in sight, actually. So it's, it's, it's very fascinating and uh, now um, I'm really looking forward to the future of what, what the next few years will bring. It will just get bigger and more awesome. Yeah, awesome. And, and for me, it's just an immense pleasure to do this. Uh, I feel now I have finally found uh, the point uh, in my life where I really do what's uh, what 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 is what really comes from the heart. I always liked my my previous jobs. It was okay, this IT and software stuff. But uh, I feel this uh, connection of technology and sound. This is fits. 200% perfectly for me and it's so much pleasure to create new modules no matter if they create a lot of uh, uh, income or not I, I just want to to make them and and there will I see for the future two um, uh, two parallel directions keep up the, the low cost the affordable track for people who want to get into this modular stuff and on the other hand to uh, bring um, a palette of, of more refined, more high quality modules mm -hmm. uh, which are a bit more expensive um, but yeah, offer more than, than the very basic mm -hmm. modules. And, and this is so the direction for me for the, for the next time. Also technical improvements, refinements, uh, improving the quality of, of components, maybe like 
like this. This is an important point. As I see, the the thing gets more and more a serious modular synth. Uh, it's it's necessary, and so so mm -hmm. everybody should should get the possibility to to find his the the comp the, the modules and the parts that, that fit perfectly for him. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense for especially for people who prefer the formats. Like if it's the size of the format that they really like and they like, you know, they're 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 comfortable in the system. Yeah, why not have a few options for them yeah. to really expand? I like that. And it's also uh, I'm not uh, I don't see uh, me as the only developer of a modular modules. Um, we already have the first manufacturer of uh, modules, uh, a third party developer makes modules oh, for the cool. format and I also have some cooperations with developers where I use their designs but produce the modules uh, which, oh, wow. which increases the palette too and so it, it gets a wide wide range uh, of stuff and if it really could establish as a, as a new modular format this would be totally amazing for me uh, I never yeah. expected this <laughs> Well, yeah, I really, really appreciate uh, your guys' time. This has been a blast, and I'm excited to, uh, you know, help help spread the word because I'm just really excited about this new, this, uh, you know, whole other separate format, and I, I'm really excited about the affordability aspect and the community aspect. I just think you guys are doing really, really good work. So um, it was a pleasure to chat with you today. Yeah, thank, thank you, too. It was great, great fun talking with you and, yeah, spreading the word and Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, that's our chat. Um, I we lost some of the audio there at the end when we started talking about the uh, the, um, the the patch challenge. So never fear, there is a patch challenge, and it's actually going to be done by Carson, uh, aka the Fifth Volt. And uh, this the 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 prompt was Pure Dawn. So this is Pure Dawn by the Fifth Volt.
I love that patch. Thank you, Carson, a.k.a. The Fifth Volt. And thank you, Robert. Thank you, Tangible Waves, for being my guests this week. And thank you for coming back to Podular Modcast. I couldn't do it without you. Well, I could, but it would be really weird. Um, if you'd like to help keep the show going, the LEDs blinking, as I say, over here at PodMod, visit us at patreon.com forward slash Modcast. Thank you to Needham Woodworks, Patchworks, After Later Audio, New Systems Instruments, and 4MS. Lots of cool stuff coming from all of those companies. Be on the lookout. Links in the show description. Once again, this is Kyle, a.k.a. Dark Sparkler. The track is Too Late off of the new album, Are You Working With Me or Against Me, available on vinyl. Link in the show description for that as well. I just love this track. It's really hitting me in the feels, as the kids say. Thank you again so much for your support. Until next week.